0: Hey, it's Tristan Larson here, your host of Progressing Humanity Podcast. And in this episode, we are going to talk about mental models and how they will absolutely change your life when you bring on board some mental models. Now, what are mental models? Well, they are principles for thinking about different decisions and assessing certain scenarios to make so you're able to produce the best outcome. Now, in practice, what this actually looks like is, let's start with an example. One mental model is that you should not think about or you should think or either you should think about and. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, it's not about being conservative or liberal. It's about being somewhere on the spectrum and coming up with your own independent assessment of reality to where you fall somewhere on the spectrum based off of your beliefs, but you don't marry yourself to a specific identity. That's another thing. Identities are traps. As soon as you decide, okay, I am a uh, account manager. That is who I am. That is my identity. I have that in my Tinder bio. I have that in my Instagram bio. That is who I am. You commit to that identity. And then what happens is, is your mind becomes a lot less flexible because now you think you need to believe things in line with that identity. And same thing with politics. As soon as you decide that you are Republican or Democrat, now you decide that you need to believe the other things that the party believes, even if that is not genuinely what you come to the conclusion of when you think about things with your own mind. When you sit down and you think about Abortion and these other problems. What, what comes to your mind? What do you think is rational? Forget what the party believes. What do you believe is logical? Think about things from multiple scenarios. Put yourself in the shoes of a Democrat. Put yourself in the shoes of a Republican and try to argue those viewpoints. And if you try to t- try to play devil's advocate, which is another mental model, you take on the side of the opposition. If you're a Democrat, you argue to yourself the Republican viewpoint. And if you're a Republican, you argue to yourself the Democrat viewpoint. If you argue all viewpoints, you'll come to the truest version of reality. And this this is something that is an exercise. So one thing that I do is before I decide to believe something, what I do is I like the thought will come to my mind. And then I'll ask myself, is that true? And then I'll go down the rabbit hole in my mind of this thing. So sometimes you hear these sayings, right? These old sayings that sound really good, that have this nice ring to them. You know what I'm talking about? You know, like, uh, the grass looks greener on the other side, or, you know, all these different, like little, nice, catchy sayings that people say, um, You know, like sticks and stones uh, may break my bones, uh, but words will never hurt me. Like these types of sayings, and you might hear them, and you immediately decide to believe they're true because they sound good. But if you actually sit down for a second, and you assess the problem, and you say, okay, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Okay, is that actually true? Well, have I ever been hurt by a word? Well, I've been hurt mentally or emotionally. Okay. Well, um, have I recovered from that? Yes, I have. Why did it hurt me? Did it hurt me because it was true or did it hurt me because, uh, I, I felt like my reputation was damaged. Like, why did I, why did it hurt me? Like, why did I have a reaction to that? And you dig a little bit deeper and you say, okay, well, it actually hurt because it was true, but actually hearing that allowed me to improve because this thing that was said about me that I didn't like, that I realized is actually true, is now something that I can fix. So it, it, it ends up being true that words do not hurt you. If you actually think about them, they can help you. And if someone says something to you bad on social media, you can turn off your social media. You can literally, you close your phone and then boom, it's gone. Like you turn it off, right? You literally turn it off and it's gone. So really words like do not hurt you unless you let them. So that saying becomes true in my mind because now I've really thought about it. I've really dug into the problem and you know I might think about it a little bit more. I might think about like what's the opposition view? What are some examples if it does hurt someone? You know, what if they, you know, someone says something to them and but even still it goes back to the same thing like unless their mental health is really bad, by and large, you know, it, it does not hurt them. And that's the other principle. The other principle or the other mental model, and this is something Ray Dalio talks about, is by and large. Almost nothing is completely true, right? Except for things like gravity. And even laws of physics at the quantum level are different physics. That's why there's quantum physics, and they separate quantum physics from our physics with bodies that are you know, certain sizes. So when you get to the quantum level, the, even physics differs at that level. So if you think about it like that, almost nothing is always true, but but most things are mostly true, right? So if you say, for example, that something is true, and someone tries to argue the exception, but what if this happened? But what about this exception? If someone starts to argue the exceptions, they're probably wrong because they're thinking about the exceptions, not the rule that's usually true. Because rules are usually true a, a percentage of the time, not all of the time. There's almost nothing that's true all of the time. Like you could say the sky is blue, but what about when there's a sunset? What about a sky that is somewhat blue and somewhat orange and somewhat green and like all these other colors and like a really pretty sunset day or a rainbow? Like you could say the sky is a certain color, but people will point out the exceptions to that. But by and large, the sky is usually blue. So thinking in terms of most of the time is a lot more useful than thinking about some of the time. But what a lot of people do is they argue the exceptions instead of thinking in terms of the rule. And at the end of the day, the reason why you argue about the rule is it helps you throughout your life in being correct more times than being incorrect. Because you can almost, you can never be correct all the time. No one is always correct. We have to come up with these models that can help us be correct more of the time than not. And another mental model is first principles thinking. In first principles, thinking means boiling things down to the fundamental pieces and then a reasoning up from there. So I'll give you an example. I was on a meeting today with my team, and I'm asking my team, if you want to improve the effectiveness of something, what do you do? And I just asked that question because I want to teach them something. I want to teach them a lesson, and I'm getting their answers. Well, you know what answers they're giving me? They're saying, well, we can look at what a competitor does and see what's working for them, and then we can model that. I'm like, okay, that's a great answer. What else can we do? Well, we can ask another team member on our team what we should do to improve what we're doing. We can ask other people on the team. And okay, that's great too. We can look at the message and say, okay, the message we're sending to these prospects, how can we improve that? So you can look at what you're already doing and figure out how to improve. Okay, great. These are all good answers. But the answer I was looking for is first principles. So the example my team and I were talking about is... I was talking to my partnership team, which their job is to set up partnerships using Twitter. And they're sending DMs, hundreds of DMs a day over Twitter to set up these partnerships. And the thing is, when you're, if you boil things down, right? So what is a message? Well, a message is a form of written communication. Okay. And what is written communication? Written communication is a way of persuading people to do something. Okay. Well, now what are the principles of persuasion? Well, they're social proof humans tend to do what other humans do and find that acceptable. Okay. There's authority. Humans tend to weigh the opinions of authority more than they weigh the opinions of, you know, someone who is not in authority, right? So what else? Humans are motivated by, by pleasure and they go away p- from pain. These are fundamental principles of psychology that can be used in our copy when we're sending messages, the prospects. So the way that we want to figure out whether or not our Messages are effective is by using first principles and first principles of sending messages that persuade people is the principles of psychology because psychology is the first principle of persuasion because all persuasion is is psychology in practice in the the practice of persuading people to do things. So I tell my team like this is how you need to reason and when it comes to anything you can learn the principles of major areas by reading By reading blogs, by reading books, by learning from people who are already great at the thing you're trying to do. And as a as a thinker, you want to compile mental models and you want to compile principles. And you can use a form of models or combine models and principles to come up with uh, the best decisions. Now I want to leave you with this. I'm going to leave you some reading material. If you haven't already, read Ray Dalio's Principles. And also, there's multiple books on mental models, and there's also books on cognitive biases. Literally Google mental model book and cognitive bias book. And there's multiple books that you can buy that compile lists of mental models. I don't really care the credentials of the author because the author is literally just taking mental models that he has found from reading and from, you know, uh, this is not a new, new concept. Mental models are not new. You can find existing versions of them. You can find existing versions of cognitive biases that people have talked about. And you can put them together and you can uh put them in a book and that's what they did. So mental model book, Google that and Google cognitive bias book and buy the book Principles by Ray Dalio and start developing these principles. Develop these mental models, learn about cognitive biases, which will help you in a lot of different areas. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. So I will see you in the next one. Follow me on Instagram at suited. S-U-I-T-E-D. And if you're in the crypto space and you want to be safe, download my scam blocker called blockum.io. It's a free extension that protects you from crypto and NFT scams. It's my main focus right now. I suggest you download that. If you are in the Ethereum Web3 crypto space, download it and it'll protect you from all types of crypto scams. So anyway, thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next one.